0: okay let's do this welcome to the 34th episode of the Nana radio experience today I want to talk about photographers and social media how if you are a photographer and if you aren't already using social media why aren't you then how you can actually put it to use and how you can get started if <coughs> sorry if you're watching this on video you might see that I've always had a cupboard behind me but for the first time I've actually opened the cupboard to show off my books. I don't have a lot of books but I think that's a lot of books because that's most of it's mine because um, Bharat has most of his stuff on Kindle. I still haven't graduated to the Kindle and I don't think I will because I really like paper books. But I also love audiobooks. So I do have a bunch of stuff that I listen to on Audible and if you are trying to experiment with that, then check out AUDIBLE.com. I'm not like shilling it, but it's a great, that's probably the best service available for audiobooks. So check them out. Uh, listen to uh, a sample of a book before you buy the book. And if you have a subscription with them, depending on which one you're on, you can actually return the book uh, for up to 365 days. So if you buy a book and you realize that you don't like the voice of the person who's reading it, you don't like the tempo, or you just don't like the book, you can actually return it. And I have so far only ever returned two books uh, within listening to the first chapter. Even though I had listened to the sample, I had thought maybe they would be different, but they were not. So, (laughs) but otherwise, um, yeah, I still still buy paperbacks. And I do have some photography books in there also. And uh, you guys let me know, I mean, do you think I should do some book... Reviews. I mean, they won't really be reviews, but maybe I can come and tell you what are the some of the photography books that I've read that I really like. So if you think that uh, that could be something you guys might be interested in, then maybe, I don't know, leave a comment and say that. Yes, no, maybe. Or if there's anything else, please ask me questions. Oh my God, you guys don't ask me any questions. It's really hard to come up with subjects to talk about. Come on. And it's not even a daily video that I'm doing. I'm not into doing daily vlogs as they're called. But I do want to keep this up on a weekly basis and, you know, do a regular, regular podcast. Um, Okay, so back to the subject for our 34th 34th episode today. If you are a photographer, and you might say that these days everyone with a camera is a photographer, and that's true. Uh, Everyone with a car is a driver. You drive, so you're a driver. So if you have a phone in your hands and you use it to make photos, you are a photographer you might not be a professional photographer where you a professional photographer would mean someone who makes a living with photography someone like me but you are still a photographer okay um if you are a photographer who has just started and you are wondering uh whether being on social media makes any sense whether you should have a blog first of all i'm sure you've thought of having a website yeah you even uh, many senior photographers even if they're not really present on social media they do have a basic website which gives them which gives an introduction about who they are if they've done any exhibitions what is their profile the kind of uh, work that they do etc yeah so you already have a website i hope you do if you don't please get on it immediately if you have a website putting up a blog is a no-brainer a lot of people think that a blog is this thing that you have no time for and uh, it's, uh, you won't be able to manage it, etc. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. But I am also a professional blogger. If you're not a professional blogger, you don't have to do it the way I do. I uh, you know, get into experiments where I try and blog daily for two months. I've been able to do that successfully. It's going to be month number three in February where I've blogged every day. But there are ways and strategies of making that work, which you can think of doing once you've been blogging for maybe three years, you know, two years and see how that goes. But it is a no brainer. All the work that I have gotten is because someone has come to my website, uh, seen the work that I have done, liked something and wanted something similar for their brand or for themselves. And then they have emailed me and said that, hey, you know, I saw this thing on your website, on your portfolio, on your blog, and you really liked it. And we would want to talk to you about doing something similar for us which is why one of the reasons whenever I do a photography gig my terms and conditions include that that work will be showcased on my website I will be using that work in my marketing and promotional materials because that's how you got to my blog or my website that's how you gave me work so I'm going to use the work that you have given me to get further work right that's that's how it works it's not It's no longer restricted to working. See, photographers used to be traditionally, you know, uh, you would go to a photo studio and say, hey, you know, I want this family function photographed," Or you would uh, ask your uh, family and friends and co-workers and say that, oh, we want this brand thing to be photographed. We want these products to be photographed. Who do you know? Who's available here? So it was very location-specific that, okay, if if I'm based in Gurgaon, you'll come to me because I'm, uh, you know, you're a business in Gurgaon it doesn't work like that anymore i have shot for agencies based out of london who have gotten in touch with me for example and said that we want you to go and do the uh, you know a profile shoot for x person so uh they they hired me online they've never met me uh the the photo editor hasn't even ever spoken with me i mean i follow them on twitter they followed me on twitter for a while thanks maggie maggie solade yay it's been a while though give me some more work um but i've never met her and uh, she hired me and she uh, on the basis of the work that she'd seen online and i went and shot it for her and i got paid and um, uh, it's it's a piece in my portfolio that i'm quite happy with actually so it's if if i didn't have that website if i didn't have that portfolio if i didn't have that blog if i wasn't present on twitter and sharing my work on twitter maggie would have never known about me or my work right so it's a it's not Don't feel that, oh my god, you know, self-promotion, I suck at it, I'm no good at it. It's not, I mean, you owe it to your work is the way how I would think you should look at it. It's not about saying, oh my god, buy my work, hire me, hire me all the time. It's about talking about what work you're doing. You are, you might be working on a personal project. It might not even be a client project. It doesn't have to be a client project. You're a photographer, you shoot and you share. So the, the, the key elements are shoot, edit, and share. Today I'm talking primarily about the share bit. You must share your work. How is anyone ever going to find out about you otherwise? If you are not putting your work out there, I know it can be scary because you might think oh I'm going to put my work out, I don't know what kind of responses I'm going to get, what if people don't love my work, what if people don't like my work. I'm My self-confidence will be shot to shit, which anyways, creative people like us are burdened with all the time. But it's worth it. Um, Don't take feedback from people who are not photographers unless they have, unless they put their money where their mouth is and they've worked with you and they know your work or they know some other photographer's work. If they have no idea about photography or how photography works, don't listen to them. But you will get criticism online. Most of it will be useless. Some of it might be constructive and helpful and don't tell me you've never sat online and actually looked at 50 other photographers worked and gone damn I wish I could do work like that. I do that all the time. Not anymore because it's just I just don't have the time to sit and do that. Earlier I used to it was, it was like I was greedy to see what was going on in the world what kind of work were other photographers doing how, how was the landscape shifting etc. I still am interested in that, but there are some specific websites I follow for it. I don't necessarily follow other photographers work, but you do that. And, uh, you know, you could also be another photographer that someone might one day come to your website and be like, Oh damn, I wish I had done that. I'm sure you have worked like that. I know you probably think you don't, but you probably do. So I would highly recommend that first of all, you should have a portfolio website. Generally a portfolio website should not have more than twenty to thirty photos of your work. So uh, curation is very important. I know I'm terrible at doing it. I still don't have a proper portfolio website, but I do have a client's photography section on my blog. So if someone asks me specifically that can we see only the client photography work that you've done? Because in my case it can get really confusing. You know, I've got I've got blogging clients, I've got photography clients, I've got personal projects, I've got travel, this, that and the other, everything's mixed up and it's A blog is generally chronological. So client work can kind of get lost in that. So there is a separate section for it. But you should have a portfolio section. Then you should have a blog where you share regular stuff. It might not be a work of art, but it could be experimental. It could be something that you're trying for the first time. Phone photos, Instagram. You could, even if you think that, okay, that's too much of an investment. You could just, and you have an Instagram account. I'm sure most people do have an Instagram account. So if you have an Instagram account, what you can do is you post something on Instagram, right? Take the same image and just post it on your blog. You don't even need to write anything. Just give it a headline and just post that one image on your blog. This ensures that your portfolio stays in one place. Even if it is something that you have not shot for a client, even if it is something personal or it's an image that you really like, it reflects your thought process. It reflects how you think visually. And good photo editors get that, right? Uh, clients who understand how a photograph can help their brand building efforts, they get that. And if they see a consistency and a similar kind of work that you're doing and that's, kind, that's the kind of photographer they want, that's it. That's, that's the goal of being online. Apart from learning, which should be an, a daily thing that you do. But as a photographer, so this is one of the things that you can do. Whatever you post on Instagram, you also post it on your blog. You post it on your Twitter and you post it on your Facebook. Okay. Now, a lot of people think that maybe you should not caption your photos or you should caption your photos. You can write a short description about what it was, if it was for a client, what is the name of that client and link to the client's website from your blog. Uh, Link to the client's blog, link to the client's social media accounts. Uh, if you're posting on Instagram and you've shot for a client, tag that client's uh, Instagram handle. It's really easy to search for uh, brands on Instagram. Tag that client on Twitter. Use their Twitter handle when you write your tweet and you publish that photo. Do similar things on Facebook. Go and like their page on Facebook. You can, you know, you can you can unfollow the page if you don't want to see their updates. But it's the least you can do. I mean, there's no harm doing that, right? So you you need. It's not just about posting that work or sharing that work just on your blog and then assuming that the whole world is going to come to your blog no one gives a fuck really you have to you have to share it you have to you have to tell them that you have shared it it's like a, when you've done a client assignment right and if, if it gets published in a magazine for whatever reasons, whether the client gave it to the magazine or you gave it to the magazine you want to tell the client that look you know that's the, uh, the work that you did with me got featured here right it's, it's called a tear sheet that's old school now Now you have social media and you must put it to use. You must understand that okay, Instagram is a very visual platform, but you can also have a longer story that you can write there. Twitter is more, a little more serious. It's not visual per se. So you can have conversations without posting photos with each of your conversations. And, but primarily you need to keep coming back to your blog because you cannot showcase everything on the portfolio section. It might not be, a photograph that you are even 80 percent happy with at the same time there is something about the photograph that you might want to share with the world right so that's why you need a blog section and it like i said just one photo four lines subject line tag the client done because you're anyways you know putting it on instagram you're anyways editing those photos for your client you're anyways delivering those edited photos to your client so you get a sign off from them and you say that i will be sharing Either, like sometimes, you know, when I shoot for a client, I've got like 200 photographs. Now, I might not share all the 200 photographs in my blog. I might decide to do a daily series. And, you know, I did something with Swarovski recently. I didn't do a daily series. But I could have done that, you know, Swarovski, Confluence. Every day I post one photo of one piece of jewelry. If I had 200 photos, that's like a blog post every day for 200 days. So, it's a no-brainer. You have to put your work online. You owe it to your work. I, there are so many photographers who are so much more talented than I am or I ever will be. I, um, I just, they don't have websites. They don't have blogs. They don't share their work online, which is a tragedy. It's not really a tragedy about for the photographer per se, screw the photographer, but it's the things that they shoot. They have such amazing storylines, features that they have shot. Uh, underrepresented people they they have presented to the world from a point of view that has never been seen before and um, the number of people who know about that story or feature is like a fraction of the number of people who could know about it if they just share it on their blog it's don't make it don't make it look like oh my god i'll have to design a website i'll have to get a developer i'll have to do all these 50000 things it is so easy these days you buy a domain for like 12 to 16 dollars per year You get hosting space for about a hundred dollars per year. Like at max, you're looking at spending about five, six thousand bucks, Indian rupees, uh, on a yearly basis. There are so many WordPress themes available for free. It is just mindless to not do this. I I, I try and convince so many of my friends and uh, other photographers that I know, videographer friends that I know, Jatin, and you know I'm talking about you, blog it blog your video, don't just put it on YouTube, put it on your blog, talk about why you did it, talk about the client brief that was there, you know, it shares, it shows your thought process behind it, it shows the client that you were thinking about it as a, as a a business person, not just as someone who's a visual artist and who doesn't really understand business. You understand business, try to understand it and you try to present your point of view, you might fuck up a few times initially, but you'll get it eventually. But, if you're never going to do that if you don't put yourself out you need to put yourself out there you need to put yourself out there to be judged to come to have people come to you and tell you that oh, i don't think your work's all that good or people to constantly come and like and you might get addi- you think you might get addicted to that dopamine drip of who like, like 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 oh my god i got a 100 likes to some extent when you start yes because it's going to be something new that you've never seen before and you're going to be fascinated etc but at some point you will understand that this is for your work you owe this to your work you can't you can't let it live under a rock people need to see what you do because for me being a photographer it kind of defines who i am uh, the kind of work that i do the you know the the colors and the contrast I like that and it, it defines me this is who I am this is I, I, I am passionate I'm loud I talk too much and I would like my work to be like that and I want people to see that okay maybe she's like that so when you see my photos and then finally if you meet me you're like oh yeah that kind of fits it's not intentional it's just who I am of course I have a little bit of coffee in my system Shh. <laughs> and I think these uh, I'm, I'm again doing this this is the second podcast I'm doing while standing up so that's pretty cool uh it, I think it's a little more energetic otherwise I tend to sit down and it's all like oh yeah I mean you know it's good and I'm a little more quiet there are longer silences but uh yeah standing up standing up is uh, very good so as a photographer you should definitely be on instagram you can look at Twitter at some point. I think you should still have a profile uh, with a link to your website from there. And you can talk about the things that otherwise also you're passionate about. Some people want to talk about politics. You can talk about your photographs. You can talk about work that you did five years ago, and you can post a link to that. So There are lots of strategies of looking at it when uh, you post a photo on Instagram. You can uh, post the same thing on the blog and then you can dig up other work that is similar to what you've done now. And then you can create a series and weekly you can post that, right? For example, if you are shooting something for a client, which is travel related right now, yeah. So you're, you're traveling somewhere for the client, you're covering a coffee plantation, for example, you're photographing a coffee plantation. So again, you, when you're shooting that, you're going to deliver X number of images to the client. So from those x number of images you can decide to pick out half or one-fourth of them for your instagram where you post one image from the coffee plantation assignment every week or if you have a lot you can post one from the coffee plantation every day yeah and every day at nine o'clock in the morning is when you post that image so your audience also kind of expects ki oh this is going to come on uh, nana's instagram page at nine in the morning or thereabouts it doesn't have to be exactly but on the blog, it's quite helpful. On the blog, if you post it, for example, I do this podcast. Yeah. So this podcast releases every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Indian Standard Time. So people who are listening to this uh, on a weekly basis expect it to be there at that time. And it's this came to me quite late. I have been blogging for 12 years now. Only recently, in the last maybe five, six months, have I realized that it is important to have a kind of a timetable so that your audience expects something at a certain time over a period of time just how you discover your photography style i still don't know what my style really is except that it's it's bright it's colorful there's contrast kind of loud images but it takes time for you to develop your style similarly it'll take time for you to develop your online style how you share the language that you use uh, you might figure out a timetable or an editorial calendar. But I think the future, it's not the future really, it's here. This, it, this is publishing. I am like a media house. I, I do my photography, I do my own words, I do my own publishing, I do my own editorial calendar. And now I broadcast video and audio. I'm, I'm a media house. And I have talked about this in another uh, keynote that I delivered at the So Delhi uh, Confluence blogging conference it was which is where uh uh, someone in the audience mentioned that each blogger is like a media house so it can from the outset it can seem a little overwhelming because you're like oh my god i'll have to do audio i'll have to do video i'll have to do photos i'll have to do instagram twitter blog portfolio website but here's the thing if you don't have good photography work to start with none of this matters if your work is terrible and if you're, you're used to your family telling you oh this i really love your work you'll be fine you'll do well this is nice this is excellent etc when you come online people will tell you you will get a better sense of what your work is like you will get told that this looks like you've copied it from somewhere that looks boring that is too dark whatever You will get this kind of feedback and you will be forced to think about these things. I would suggest that you don't look at all this feedback and likes as a personal attack or a personal appreciation. Look at it as an opportunity to understand how people think about photos and try to tie that in with the work that you deliver to clients because that increases the value of the work you're delivering to clients. If there is a way for you to convey this to a prospective client who might have come to your blog or your website to look at your work, you can do that via your blog. You can't do it through a portfolio website. A portfolio website is a very, it would, I think it's this era's cold calling because you can't just have a website and be done with it. How are you communicating? Where is the engagement? It can't just be when you're going to a photo shoot and suddenly you know the client's team is expected to know you. My biggest advantage is that Because I put so much of my stuff online, I talk a lot online, I engage with people who comment on my work. When I actually go and meet them, they kind of know me. So there's this kind of comfort level that comes in within five minutes of talking to them because they know I'm good at my work and they also know that I'm okay to kind of get along with. So they have a little more trust and a little more confidence in me and my work. They have this profile of me that they've seen online, which obviously perceptions vary it's not always accurate because when a lot of people who met me in real life had said oh we didn't think you were like this cool and chilled out we thought you were like this really cold person and like oh very snobbish and all that so that's different but in terms of work you know the client knows that okay this person has done this for this client your client list adds to your um show-off quotient it increases your value in the market because if you've if you worked with an international conglomerate and they wanted to hire you in India and you were the only photographer that they've worked in India, there are a lot of clients who will be like, okay, wow, so such a big brand, trust this one photographer. So maybe we should give this association a shot. It works like that. You, this is, look, you can't depend on word of mouth anymore because people don't really have time. People don't remember names. People don't remember who did what, when, with who, which client, etc. It's important to have something online for, Someone else to fall back on when they need to refer something to someone. If, if someone asked me, so for example, some time ago I stopped photographing weddings and now I started photographing weddings again. And during that time, whenever someone got in touch with me and said that, oh, you know, we know you don't shoot weddings anymore. Who would you recommend? So I would recommend this guy I know who does good photography. And uh, I would ask them what budget range that you're looking at. And usually it was that budget range. Now I can't just say, oh, this is the guy's name, call him up that's that's lazy but he has a website and he has uh he's not a regularly updated blog but he has a blog and he also posts on instagram and on twitter once in a while so what i would do is i would say okay this is the guy's name this is his number first check out his website if you like his work please call him and uh, i think nine out of ten times they did end up hiring that guy because look it's not you're just calling up someone you don't know what kind of work that they do if you have it online that's instant It's not, oh, Nena recommended, so we must talk to this person. No, please look at the work first. So that is, you see what I mean when when I say that it's a no-brainer? If you don't have work online and especially recent work, you can't put 10-year-old work and expect potential clients to hire you on the basis of that, you know, in 2017. You need to have recent work. And it doesn't have to be client work. It could be personal work. It, It could be a project that you decided to shoot on your own. It could be, you know, you traveled somewhere and you took a particular photo which you thought was fantastic and you shared that online. Because it's not, you can't, there's a lot of lot of things that you want to do and it's not always possible to execute it for a client. Because clients invariably still have a very traditional requirement of photography. But if you have personal work that you can showcase to them as an example, it gives them ideas. And you can then kind of slightly push your agenda and say that, okay, no, I want to try this out, you know, this new thing that... No other brand in India has ever done before and let's give this a shot. So if you already have something to show to them, best way to do it is to have it online. You can't possibly you know, print uh, 10,000 copies of your portfolio and send it out to clients. I mean, I've tried it in India, first of all Indian quality in terms of paper and going to a printer and all that headache, not my cup of tea. So I ended up uh, printing it with this um, American firm called blurb, B-L-U-R-B blurb.com is where i get my photo books printed and i got a series of 30 books printed for my first volume i'm left with two copies i've given it out to a lot of people i mean 28 people who i thought might be potential clients none of those people have hired me except one who i was already working with anyway so it's not that you and those books were really expensive okay like i I spent about uh, seven eight thousand rupees per book i think i i don't remember maybe it was five thousand and uh, you know it's it, it's an investment because you don't want to print it on cheap quality paper or have cheap quality production then if you're trying to tell a client that you understand branding and you understand quality then you need to show it first so the best way and low cost way to do it is to do it online have a blog which you update regularly with you know today i went for a walk so today is i used to do this hashtag called hashtag while walking so i walked and i would take photos of flowers on the road, a tree, a leaf or something like that, it shows or it conveys your uh, visual thought process. Even if it's just a, you might think it's just a walking photo and it's no big deal, but it does give an insight into what kind of person you are, what kind of photography you prefer to do and things like that. And if you're not doing that, no one knows about your work and you can't really, if if you feel that you're not being discovered or you feel that your work is not getting the kind of traction it should get, guess what, it's because no one knows you exist. Even being online is not necessarily going to get you work like on a daily basis. It's, you have to be consistent and you have to be in it for the long run. But photography as a visual medium, you cannot, uh, you know, sustain just on print anymore. You need to invest in a blog, on social media, and you need to do it regularly. Because you are shooting regularly, so you anyways have all that thing they call content, yeah okay i think that's it for today thank you for listening to the 34th episode of the Nena radio experience and um, ask me questions comments or if you're on the podcast email me n at the rate and thank you for listening cheers bye